Welcome to the OA Serenity Sunday Meeting Podcast. Visit the Los Angeles Intergroup at oalaig.org for information on how to join our meeting live and how to donate to support this meeting and our podcasts. The opinions expressed on the Serenity Sunday Podcast are those of the individual speakers and do not represent OA as a whole. And now our speaker. Kathy, compulsive overeater. I've been in the program seven and a half years. Serenity Sunday was my home meeting. Okay, so what it was like. I had a horrible childhood. Um, Both my parents were alcoholics. My mother left when I was three and my sister Lonnie was zero. Lonnie went to live with a cousin and I lived with my grandmother and my grandfather and my grandfather was in the dining room. Some of you have been to my dining room. Well, he was there in the hospital bed uh, coughing at Choking, he had emphysema. My grandmother was very quiet, nurturing, and she didn't drive. And so it was so when I went to school, there really wasn't an advocate. Nobody really knew anything. And I never really spoke. I didn't exist. I was just ignored. And when I was in kindergarten, one night after I had my tonsils out, I started hemorrhaging blood. And this went on for months until I almost died. And I was at St. John's, tied to the hospital bed, getting blood transfusions. And the only person I remember visiting me was my grandmother, who would take the bus. And uh, one time uh, she came in the room and they said she had to leave because it wasn't visiting hours. And to this day, it breaks my heart that here she took the bus and she wasn't, she wasn't in that good of a health. Okay, fast forward. So around Second grade, my dad brings home his new girlfriend, Irene the the Tahitian, who really didn't speak English. She was on those postcards, if anybody's been to Tahiti. She's one of those women who's only wearing flowers, and she's this big, and I was the big looming child. My sister Lonnie, also this big. Okay, so my dad was kind of preoccupied with Irene, and I was just ignored. And um, so later on, I saw these pictures of Irene and her sister, my age, Mimi, and they were, my dad had photographed them dancing nude. And then it was weird because my other sister, 
used to sleep with my dad. So the reason I'm saying that is for any of you who have been abused, the flip side of that is that I always felt I must be so horrible and ugly that my dad didn't abuse me. So isn't that nice? So I felt I was a complete zero. I never spoke at school and never, never. And I thought I was big and fat. Let me show you this picture. And on the back, it says, Kathy, the stupid fatty standing in the corn on a trip to shows something and turkey run indiana 1972 stupid fatty of which the only reason i don't look skinny is my friend she said we used to dress like pilgrims like i've got a sweater over the shorts and so let's surprise it to say I had the miserable, horrible childhood. And I'd like to show you my favorite picture. I don't know if you can see this, but pretty much my little spirit was squished at a young age. All right, how did I come to OA? Well, I was miserable. And I had gained 30 pounds and I went to a psychiatrist and he would weigh me every time. And I had to go back every week while he adjusted my meds. Oh, because so I always wanted to be thin. My diets would start in the morning and by mid morning, I'd be off the diet. So I wasn't a good dieter. Okay. So one day the psychiatrist says, what are we gonna do about the weight? And what I was doing was I used to eat like the bag or box of Doritos. My favorite was salt and pepper kettle chips uh, from Trader Joe's. I remember one afternoon and I'm not a person who goes and eats by themselves ever. There I am in the corner at La Salsa eating the nachos. So those became, I realized, my trigger foods. Anyway, so he kept saying, what are you going to do about the weight? And I said, why well, come home? I eat a can of Pringles. He says, why don't you go? Why don't you eat an apple? and go for a walk. <laughs> no, that's not happening. So luckily I had a group of friends. We'd get together first Friday of every month. And I didn't realize that two of the people in the meeting were in OA and one of them gave me the 12 stepper. So I'm a very good student. So. I went to the website and it had 15 questions of which, where's my little cat? Okay, so here's some of the questions. Do I eat when I'm not hungry? 
or not eat when my body needs nourishment? Do I have feelings of guilt, shame, or embarrassment about my weight? Of course. I thought I walked in a room and everyone's like, can you believe how fat she is? Do I fantasize about how much better life would be? So I thought, hmm, that's it. So I went to the newcomers meeting and then I went to Serenity Sunday and I didn't know and I was all gung-ho because now this had a name. And so I got up and I thought I got to give a three-minute share and I was, I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm sweating. Oh, did I hear show you what a miserable child? Okay, so... Um, I got up and did my three minute share. Do we have any? Hi, I'm Kathy. My trigger foods are blah, blah, blah. okay. So then I and then I came home and this girl called me right after the meeting and she said there was a meeting right near my house Monday night, the next night, which is where I went to Sunday school alone because my parents didn't, you know, they didn't exist. And so, and I went to nursery school there too. So I really didn't have a good reason not to go because it was at my corner where I live. Uh, and it was on Monday nights at 6.30. What could I be doing? Okay, so the next newcomers meeting was led by a woman that explained she was very calm and and I like to in retrospect say find someone who has what you want. I wanted to find someone who I wished was my mom because this person would be able to guide me and you know, help me. So I asked this person to be my sponsor and she has been my sponsor for seven and a half years. And what have we done? Well, okay. I thought I'd kind of touch on the steps, one minute per step. We admitted we were powerless. I knew I was powerless because I couldn't really diet. Um, wait, I got page two, second step, came to believe, okay, I hated God when I came in, because right before I joined, my cat died, my little buttercup, and I thought, God, why can't I even just have a little cat, and so I asked a speaker, at the newcomers meeting, what is God? And he said, you go down to the beach and you say, stop. And nobody cares. The ocean doesn't stop. There's something bigger than you. So one night I was driving home from Palace Verdes on one of those mountain roads. And it hit me all the things I did growing up or whenever that I used to hang out with the boys on our street, they could have gang raped me. Like they could have, I mean, 
but they didn't. And then I had a brief stint as a drug dealer because I thought, oh, I can make money. You know, I could be in prison now. I mean, all these things. And so then I thought, you know what? Maybe God did like these things I didn't like, but how many times had he protected me? Um, so made a searching and fearless moral inventory. So I always like to show this is, I went and made a hundred copies of the resentment form. And then I did a statistical analysis. And what I came up with from this is 46% of the time, my resentments had to do with the fact that I was jealous of the person or they ignored or didn't notice me. 19% of the people I resented, I felt took up space. And then, uh, let's see, 16% were sociopaths, evil, or abusers, which was like my parents. There was nothing I could do. Okay. So admitted to another human being. So I told my sponsor all that stuff. God removes shortcomings. People have asked me, so did you make peace with your parents? No, but after I got done with the phone book of writing, I was so exhausted that I really can't muster a lot of uh, emotion to put behind it. And my sponsor uh, said, Kathy, you are a lady of dignity and grace. Make amends. So for one example, my stepsister, she had this printmaking kit when we were in second grade. I stole it. And I called her and told her that you know, I stole it. And she goes, if you would have asked me, I would have given it to you. I don't even know what you're talking about. So, uh, and then my grandmother, I wasn't really very nice to her. So now every month I go to Forest Lawn and visit her and my grandfather. And, uh, can, okay, for my sister, um, continue to take personal inventory. So what I've done with my sponsor, we did the 12-step workbook together. And my favorite part, Roberta, right? This whole piece is the fourth step. And it went on and on, three per page, 40 pages, 100 questions of when were you an asshole? When were you a bigger asshole? When were you self-centered? The only thing I didn't do is kill someone. So that was that. And then the Voices of Recovery, they have a workbook. And you yeah, can do that. Five minutes, five oh, yeah. Minutes. 
I have I show four minutes, but fine. Thank you. So, um, service. I'd like to talk about service because from my like fourth meeting, I started doing service at the Monday night meeting, and then uh, I was the newcomer uh, secretary person. And then one day I raised my hand and I was the secretary of Serenity Sunday. And if you don't think that's a terrifying experience. Um, and then my sponsor asked if I wanted to be on the LA board, which I sort of thought, oh my God, and everybody will be in awe of me. Nobody cared. I picked the secretary role because it was the thing that I would get the least compulsive about. So that was four years. And I just finished up being the secretary at Kitchen Sink, the second most terrifying meeting. So um, a couple things that I wanted to bring up, I've been working on is some of you may be familiar with this letter that Bill W. wrote, The Next Frontier, Emotional Sobriety. And what it says is, if we examine every disturbance we have, great or small, we will find at the root of it some unhealthy dependency and its consequent unhealthy demand. Let us, with God's help, continually surrender these hobbling demands. Then we can set for we to love, blah, blah, blah. If you want this, I can get it for you. But the idea is I live my life what, of what I need to be to make everybody else like me or me like them or whatever, whatever. So now with two minutes to go, I made a little list for the newcomers. Number one, get a sponsor. Number two, I didn't know this. Thank the speaker after the meeting. That's why those people are all lined up. You thank the speaker. Number three, when you share. And I thought you just got up and complained. I didn't realize you're supposed to share experience, strength, and hope. And just get up and share because we're all thinking, oh, I don't know if I was good enough. You know what? No one cares. They're all sitting in their chair thinking, was my share stupid? Maybe I should share. Buy a book and a workbook. Five, take a service commitment. And six, if you're asked to lead a meeting, which I got to do, as secretary a number of times, you do it. I'm leading a meeting next week. I don't even know where it is. It's somewhere on the East Coast. So uh, that's kind of what I've got. And um, yeah, yeah. So every day I just have a little more peace. I send my, my AEIOUs every night to a couple people. I have a, a, a 
cleaning sponsor person that we work on that. And, uh, you know, so there it is. That's it. <laughs>